Hey, let me ask you something. Does your job suck? Do you hate to go to work? Or do you wish you could work from home? Do something completely different? Shine your light and let the whole world see. We're 
children of God. I do greet each of you once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our strength, and our Redeemer. For those of you worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide Headquarters, Kinston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, a place where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of millions of God's people all over the world. We do thank God for each of you. We pray the Lord is blessing you very well wherever this broadcast is finding you. I want to encourage you, my brother and my sister, that you and I have been created to be blessed. Now, there are some of you listening to this broadcast. You don't like the level of blessings in your life. You don't like the what God is giving you. You don't like, well, listen, if you don't like what God is giving you, that is a clear sign that God doesn't like what you are giving him. If you and I give God what he likes, God has promised that he will give you and I what we like. You say, Apostle, where's the scripture? Bible says if we delight ourselves in the Lord. Now, that's that's the part right there that some of us don't want to do. Some of us don't want to delight ourselves in the Lord. What that means is we have to like the things that God likes, the things that that are important to God. We need to make them important to us. If you don't and you and I don't delight ourselves in the Lord, then God doesn't have to fulfill his end of the covenant, which is to give us the desires of our heart. So I want to encourage you, my brother. I want to encourage you, my sister. Make yourself delight in the Lord. Make yourself delight in the things of God. Make yourself like what God likes. And when you and I delight ourselves in the Lord, he will fulfill his end of the covenant by giving you and I the desires of our heart. God knows what what your heart desires. God knows what my heart desires. And as long as we withhold from him what he really likes, he's going to withhold from us or make sure that it is withheld from us what we really like. But if we will give God what he likes. See, one of my former players that played for me for three years while he was in high school started as as one of my star players. One of the other athletes that didn't play as much, didn't get as much time in the game. He said, you know, how is it you get to play so much. How is it you get to be on the floor and, and all, all the time? And the former athlete of mine said, simple. Give B, which is me. That's what the students call me. Give B what he like. This young man understood that if he gave me as the coach what I liked, I was going to give him as the player 
what he liked, which was playing time, which was talked about in the newspaper, which what the same thing applies with you and I. If we give our heavenly father what he liked. Now I'm in my spirit, I'm sitting here, I'm like, Lord, what do you like? God said, Robert, I like a lot of things. I like for my people to study. Well, then let me try to study as much as possible. God said, I like for my people to worship me, Robert, in spirit and in truth. Well, then let me worship you in spirit and truth. God said, I like for my people to give, to give liberally to the work, to my work. Well, then Lord, let me get whatever God like. Now, none of us are perfect. We understand that. But let us diligently try to give God what he like. Look, a husband that loves a wife or a man that loves a woman, he's going to try to give her what she like. A wife or a woman that loves a man going to try to give that man or that husband what he like. God is our heavenly father. A child, a wise child is going to try to give his parents what they like. Daddy liked for the yard to be cut or daddy liked for the dishes to be washed. A wise child is going to try to give that parent what they like. Why? Because in turn, that parent will turn around and say, "Mm, let me give this boy some money. Let me give this boy, let me buy this boy or this young lady a, a, a new car. Let me do something that they like. When people do what we like, most times we try to do what they like. When you and I do what God like, God said, Robert, I don't try. God does what we like. When we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us. God said, I won't be trying, Robert. When we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our heart. I know you got desires out there listening to me. How you say, Apostle, how you know? Because I got desires of my heart. There's some things I really like. There's some things you really like. When we, how do we get them? See, some of us go out and try to steal. Some of us go out and try to manipulate. Some of us go out and try to seduce and do all kind of things. But all you and I have to do to get the desires of our heart is give God the desires of his heart. Even God as mighty and all powerful and all knowing, he has desires of his heart. We have been created in his image after his likeness. He made us a lot like him. The same way he has desires of his heart, we too, as his little children, we have desires of our heart. Same way God has things that he likes and things he doesn't like. Don't we have things that we like and things that we don't like? God has made us a lot like him. He has created you and me in his image and after his likeness. God even has people that he likes. You have people you like. And God has people he doesn't like. Don't you have people that you don't like? In my spirit, I'm saying, yes, Lord, I do. God said, well, I have people I don't like. The Bible says that the Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, which meant that the Lord liked Abel 
and he liked Abel's offering. But the Bible says on Cain, the Lord did not look with favor. That means that God really didn't like Cain very much or his offering. God didn't like his offering. Some of you out there under the sound of my voice, the Lord don't like your offering. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to tell you something. You, you need to change that because when God does not like your offering and God said, Robert, I didn't like Ananias and Sapphira's offering. That's why I killed them. God killed Ananias and Sapphira in the early church. They just took out a little bit of the money that was supposed to be laid at the apostle feet. They just took out a little bit for that. And God didn't like it. Killed them dead. Both Ananias and his wife, Sapphira. So I encourage you, my brother. I encourage you, my sister. Don't play with your offering. I, the, the, I teach that in just about every country the Lord allows me to go in. Don't play with your offering. Some of you under the sound of my voice don't even realize you are setting yourself up and getting ready for assure curses very soon. Why? You have played with your offering. Ananias and Sapphira, they had no idea that taking that little bit of money out of their offering was going to get them killed. They didn't know. They had no idea. Maybe if the apostle Peter had told them ahead of schedule, maybe they would have changed. Some of you, I'm telling you ahead of schedule, maybe some of you will change. Maybe some of you won't. But I'm telling you now, don't play with your offering. No matter what else goes on, no matter what else happens, you don't play with your offering. Cain was killed, ended up being killed. Being driven away, rather. He, he was driven away. Ananias and Sapphira were killed. Cain was driven away. Messing with, messing around, offering. Messing around with offering. Offering is very, very serious in the eyes of God. Let it be very, very serious in our eyes as well. See, when we talk about giving God the desires of his heart, you know, um, we talk about delighting ourselves in the Lord. We're talking about seeing things much like God. Reason why Ananias and Sapphira were killed, they didn't see things like God. They saw it as not a big deal to take out a portion of the offering. God saw it as a very big deal. They saw it as not that important. Nah, come on, it's just a little offering. God saw it as very important. They lost their lives. They lost their lives behind their offering. May that not be your portion. Take your offering seriously. Whatever else goes on in life, whatever you do, whatever you go, wherever, that'll be whatever. Take your offering very seriously. And God will continue to bless you and me. Children of God, we're going to take a look at the book of... Um, First Peter chapter two with a special focus on verse nine. First Peter chapter two with a special focus on verse nine. The apostle Peter writes to us. He says, you are a chosen people. 
a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Look at verse 10, just for context's sake. Once you were not a people, but God says, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. We're going to work from a theme today, a holy nation, a holy nation. Let us pray. Eternal Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Once again, Father, we say thank you. Thank you for another day in the land of the living. Thank you, Father, for life, for health, for strength. Thank you, Father, for food, for clothing, for shelter, shoes on our feet, Father. Thank you, Father, air in our lungs. We thank you, Father, food on our tables. Father, you, you have been better to us than we have been to one another. You have been better to us than we have been to ourselves. We give you all glory, all honor, all praise. Father, we don't want to be too busy with our little jobs, with our little families, with our little marriages, with our little lives to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise that you deserve. Father, we ask today that you once again forgive us of our sins, whether they be in thought, whether they be in word, whether they be in deed, whether sins that we know about or sins that we don't know about. Father, we ask your humble forgiveness one more time. Father, you have instructed us. You said study to show yourselves approved unto you. Workmen and women who don't need to be ashamed, but who rightly divide your word of truth. Father, we are asking you for a right division of your word. We're not here to preach what we think, what we, what it looks like to us, what we want. But Father, we come to hear from you. We come to share with your people your words that your church may be edified, that your name may be glorified. These and all other blessings, Father, we ask we count done. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name, we have prayed. Let God's people around the world say amen. Amen and amen. A holy nation. Praise the living God. A holy nation. Understand something, my brothers and my sisters. God is going to deal 
with your nation, whatever it is. Got some saints watching from Ghana. Got some saints watching from Nigeria. Got some saints watching from different. God is the United States. God is going to deal with your nation, my nation, in regards to the adjective that is in front of our nation. Say, Apostle, what does that mean? Every nation on the face of this planet has an adjective in front of it. An adjective is a descriptive word. A holy nation. A righteous nation. A wicked nation. An ungodly nation. What is the adjective? I implore leaders that are listening to this broadcast, and I know some of you are right here in the United States. Try to keep it quiet, but you can't keep anything quiet from the Holy Spirit. You are tuned into this broadcast even better than some of the saints are tuned in, and I would be too if I was a leader. Because throughout the Bible, the leaders that listen to the prophets, the leaders that listen to the apostles, their nations thrive, their nations prosper. But the leaders that refuse to listen to God's prophets, the leaders that refuse to listen to God's apostles, these were nations that ended up being destroyed. My prayer is that for more leaders in, in uh, throughout the world, will hear what the Spirit of God is saying through this vessel or through any vessel that God uses. I, I The Lord is bringing my spirit now. Uh, we have programs next week in the great country of Liberia. One of my daughters there who is uh, doing a great work for the program she works for one of the newspaper agencies there. Also has a television uh, broadcast that she has already asked me to appear on. And she told me this morning, she said, Daddy, she said, you are going to meet with some of the government officials and leaders of this great country. I said, well, daughter, we give God praise. We just share with them what the Lord has placed in our spirit to share. Listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my sister. It is not the government officials, presidents and Congress members and senators that are the light of the world. God didn't say that. See, some of you all are confused. Children of God that are just as confused as Ananias and Sapphira was. God says that we, as children of God, are the light of the world. It's not us as the people of God that we need to be listening a lot to politicians. It's politicians that need to be listening a lot to us as children of God. But I want to encourage you, my brother. I want to encourage you, my sister have something from God to say to the politicians, have something from God to say to the leaders. See, if you and I don't study, if you and I don't 
stay in the presence of God. If you and I don't hear from the throne of God, then we won't have anything positive to say to leaders and, and politicians and presidents and kings and those in authority. I thank God today. God has connected me. I have spoken to kings. God has connected me. I've spoken to presidents, wives. God has connected me again. We're going to speak to some of the, listen, it is important for you and I to have a word from God to share with the leaders. Now, what God is bringing to my spirit now is Joseph. Joseph was in prison for a crime he did not commit. Potiphar's wife accused him of trying to rape her. He was wrongly accused and wrongly imprisoned. But when Pharaoh, who was the most powerful man alive at that time, had some issues, had some problems, he had some dreams that he didn't understand, Pharaoh was able to go to Joseph in prison, have Joseph brought out of prison, have Joseph shaved, have Joseph put on new clothes, and he would pop, uh, um, Pharaoh was able to listen to the word of God out of Joseph. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, is that just as Joseph had such a powerful anointing and had such a powerful closeness with our creator that Pharaoh saved the nation, saved the nation of, of Egypt by listening to this great man of God. May your nation be saved by individuals being able, high ranking individuals be able to listen to you or being able to listen to me. Joseph had such a closeness with God, such a intimacy with God that he was able to share words with Pharaoh that saved the nation. See, may that be your portion and may that be my portion in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. But Joseph had to be close to God. See, Joseph couldn't be someone that wasn't close to God, someone that didn't know what God was saying, didn't know what God was talking about. He couldn't, he couldn't have been a person like that. And Pharaoh listened to him and caused the nation to be saved. There should be enough word inside of you. There should be enough word from God inside of me that we can save the nation that the words that God has placed within us can save our nation. Just as Joseph, just as the words that God had placed within Joseph were listened to by Pharaoh, Pharaoh listened at him, Pharaoh looked at him, realized that this was something supernatural. When individuals listen to you, do they realize that they, they, they are dealing with someone supernatural? That do they realize that someone is dealing that they are that they are dealing with someone with a supernatural insight, a supernatural understanding, or when people listen at you, are they hearing jokes? Are they hearing the latest gossip? Are they hearing foolishness? My prayer for each of us: May when men and women listen to us, 
may they realize that they are hearing from someone with a supernatural insight from God Almighty. Well, as we look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, we see the apostle Peter dealing with us as children of God. Now, listen, there is, thank you, Holy Spirit, there is what is known as a natural nation, and then there is what is known as, God says, a spiritual nation, Robert. Now, I'm listening to the Holy Spirit just like you all are listening to me. The natural nation, the natural nation that I'm in right now is the United States of America. The natural nation that you may be in, I see Ghana, I see Nigeria, I see, uh, you know, Zambia. That's the natural nation that we are in. But the spiritual nation, we need to understand that just as we are part of our natural nation, we as children of God are a, are a part of God's spiritual nation, the children of God. Now, you might be in whatever country you are in and whatever country I'm in, we might be separated physically. But if we believe in Jesus Christ as God's only begotten son, that he lived, bled, suffered and died, that he rose again from the dead, ascended on high and is coming again, then we are a part of God's holy spiritual nation. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice. If you are not a part of God's holy nation, if you had not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, that you will pray right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I believe that Jesus is your only begotten son, that he lived, bled, suffered, and died, that he rose again from the dead, that he ascended on high, and that he is coming again. Come into my life. Save me of my sins. And if you have done that, my brother, if you have done that, my sister, you have become a part of God's holy nation. God wants you. God wants all men, all women, all boys, all girls to be a part of his holy nation. You say, Apostle, I'm not perfect. I can't get saved. Look, none of us are perfect. That is why we are saved. We are saved because we are not perfect, because we still struggle with the lust of the eye. We still struggle with the lust of the flesh. We still struggle with the pride of life. That is why we are saved, because we are not perfect. And we need a savior who is perfect, Jesus Christ. God wants you, God wants me to be a part of his holy nation. See, that way it won't matter whether we're in the United States or whether we're in Europe or whether we're in Africa or whether we're in it. When we are part of God's holy nation, praise the living God. We are reconnected with our creator. We are promised blessings 
in this life and blessings in the life to come. That is my prayer for you. That is my prayer for me. Paul, Peter told the people, he said, you are a chosen people. Now, I want to encourage you, my brother. I want to encourage you, my sister. Understand that you and I are a chosen people. We have been chosen by the creator of the universe. Some, some of us really don't have that. Some of us really don't. But that has not really sinked in. We have been chosen by the creator of the universe to be apostles, to be prophets, to be evangelists, to be pastors, to be teachers, to be deacons, mothers, saints, and friends. We have been chosen to declare the praises of our creator. We have been chosen to usher men out of darkness and into the marvelous light. We have been chosen to share this glorious gospel in the four corners of the earth. And my prayer for you, my prayer for me, may we take our, our being chosen seriously. May we take our being chosen seriously. Now, thought has flashed this in my spirit. I don't even know why yet, but I'm, I'm just trusting him. Now, if you were chosen to win the $300 million Powerball jackpot giveaway, you were chosen. You looked on TV and, you know, you had a ticket, numbers one, two, three, four, five, and you looked on your ticket and it was number one, two, three, four, and five, and you found out that you were one and you dialed a number and they told you, yes, you have been chosen. You you are the winner of the $300 million jackpot giveaway. But here's what you have to do. I bet you some of us would be just as attentive as you could be, finding out everything we needed to find out so that we could get that jackpot. And they say, all right, you need to send in a self-addressed envelope. We'd be like, got it. You need to send in, you need, you need to do this. Do it. We need it. We would be trying to do everything humanly possible if we found out we were selected to win the Powerball jackpot. Well, if we would do everything humanly possible because we were selected to win the Powerball jackpot, God says, how much more, Robert? Should my people be doing everything possible now that they have been selected to spend eternity in my presence? So I want to encourage you, my, my brother. I want to encourage you, my sister. Take your selection as a child of God seriously. Take your selection. We have been selected by God. Look at what the Bible says in verse 9. You are a chosen people. Look, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, remember that you are a chosen people. You and I have been chosen by God. Now, people might not recognize that. People might not understand it. They may, they may just think we are regular people, but we are not just regular people. 
there were some people that thought Jesus was just a regular man. Jesus was God in the likeness of sinful flesh. Jesus was God walking around wearing clothes like we wear clothes, eating food like we eat food. But Jesus was God. Some people just thought he was a regular man. See, that was their mistake. Some people just thought he was a regular Jew. That was their mistake. You and I, listen, children of God, just because the world may not recognize you, don't let you not recognize yourself. Look at verse nine. You are a chosen people. We are, listen, it's important for us. Now, what the Lord is placing in my spirit, in ancient Israel, people that had leprosy were outcasts and you know, they had to stay away from the mass number of people. If someone even came up on a leper, they a leper would have to cry out, leper, leper, like if they were passing each other on the street, the leper's responsibility was to cry out that they were a leper. In other words, they had to warn people of their condition. Understand something, my brother, and understand something, my sister. We are chosen people. We had to warn people of our condition so the people don't just think I'm a black man or just think you are a, a, a white man or just think you are a white woman or just think she, she's a black. We need to want, we have to warn people. God has said in his word, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Now, God has said that. That's from the creator of the universe. There are people that have been sent to hell that are in hell right now behind mistreating God's people. Didn't they just thought it was a regular fella, regular old guy, regular girl, regular boy, regular. Uh uh-uh, uh. Uh-uh. God said, look, look at verse nine. You are a chosen people. Remember, my brother. Remember, my sister, we are chosen people. We are not regular people. See, I love when individuals let me know that they're born again believers. I love that. That that, that, that lets me know this is a chosen person here. This is somebody that you don't mess around with. This is somebody that has the creator of the universe watching out for them. There are people that are cursed in their lives right now behind mistreating God's people. Didn't even realize it. Pharaoh, we were just talking about Pharaoh a little earlier, ended up with his whole army destroyed, with his nation cursed, with his nation behind mistreating God's people. God put me on TV around here to warn this great country of some of the things that we were doing. Month before this corona plague, this corona situation is a plague, my brother and my sister. For those of you that don't know, I know they're calling it COVID-19 and they're calling it a virus and they're calling it this and they're calling it that. It's a plague. It's an end time plague. So we want to warn individuals, let them know. We're children of God. So you don't get confused and just treat me like maybe just some character off the street. We are children of the most high God. I remember who you are. 
Just remember who you are, my brother. Remember who you are, my sister. Look at verse 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. Now, understand what that means. We are members of the priesthood now as children of God. A prophet, now let me share with you the difference between a prophet and a priest. A prophet speaks to the people on behalf of God. A priest speaks to God on behalf of the people. Prophet speaks to the people on behalf of God. A priest speaks to God on behalf of the people. We have a responsibility to be praying for our nation. We have a responsibility to be praying for our leaders. We have a responsibility to talk to God on, beh on behalf of our husbands, on behalf of our wives, on behalf of our sons, on behalf of our daughters, on behalf of our mothers. We have a responsibility by God. We are a royal priesthood a chosen people and look at this now because we're about to close this message we're a holy nation a nation is a group of people it's a group of people we're a holy nation we're a holy group of people all that's saying is we are a holy group of people we are god's special position. Now, you know, uh, we're special. You and I are special. And we're just special. Now, I know that, you know, sometimes the term special is used in a derogatory way. You know, somebody's doing something and crazy or doing something. You say, man, you, you special. You're talking about, but we are special. We are not normal. There's, there is no way I know where I go. Whether I go into a business or I go into, I don't go anywhere and just think I'm normal. When I come in, I realize some, somebody special has come in here. I know the rules that maybe apply. We went to uh, embassy uh, last week, Liberian embassy. Got there late because of the traffic and different things in Washington, D.C., got there late, certain things uh, weren't supposed to go on, and but I, I announced to the to the young lady that was uh, watching over the office, I said, I, I'm Apostle Robert Bryant, you know, that, and immediately, you know, this young lady changed some things around and did some things on our behalf. We are special. We, mm, mm, mm. Don't 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 tell me what's done for everybody else. Tell me what is done for your special citizens, which you and I uh, are. Uh, favor is not fair. Joseph, well, I just shared with you all about Joseph. Joseph was in prison, supposed to be serving a lot longer than he served. Pharaoh came in because he was special, got him out of prison. Got him shaved, got some new clothes on him, and didn't send him back. Why? Because Joseph was special. I don't know who I'm preaching to. I see some people here with us on a, but you special, child of God. We are special. 
we are we, we're just special not trying to say it braggociously not trying to say it with but it's just fact as children of god we are special look at what the bible said don't say apostle brian told us today in worship that we special no the bible said we are a holy nation we are god's special possession i realized my prayer for you is that you realize my brother and sister what goes for everybody else that doesn't go for us i share with you all in, in regards to this stroke the lord let me have and the reason why i say the lord let me have because i know that that my god could fix it in an instant if he wanted to you know but he's uh, he's teaching me some things and allowing me to to experience some things they say 63 people 63 percent of the people that have this type of stroke die within two years having it god said robert don't pay no attention to that i'm going on four years what goes for us we are special you know we are special the the majority 83 percent of individuals have this type of stroke that i have they've received the majority of their benefits within the first six months of after having a stroke god is allowing me to receive most of my benefits like i said four years into it we are special we are special. lazarus was special he was a friend of jesus he was a he was a man that loved jesus intensely and jesus loved him intensely lazarus hauled off and died most people that die stay dead god come in said lazarus you're special lazarus come forth lazarus got out from the dead got up from the dead listen to me my brother listen to me my sister we are special what the bible say look at the bible look at the bible we are god's special possession Let me get very close this mission. I want to encourage you today, my brother. Encourage you today, my sister. Understand that you're special as a child of God. Now, I didn't say the bishop was special. I didn't say the apostle was special. I didn't say that the archbishop was special. Uh-uh. You, child of God. Me, just as a child of God. God said, Robert. I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying yes, Lord. God said, you're special, Robert. You my special possession. All righty then. Then let's get to it then. Let's get it. Since we are special, then let's get to it. God's special possession. Why? Why, Lord? Why, why you got us special like this? What's the purpose? God says, I got you special, Robert, so that you can declare the praises of me god said i want you to praise me i want you to tell people to praise me i want you to explain to people the importance of praising me i want i would i want you to declare the praises of me saith the lord because i'm the one saith the lord watch this who called you out of darkness into my wonderful light god said i want you i want you to explain that and tell people and talk about that and reveal that now we are special for a purpose if we those of you that are taking notes write that down we are special 
for a purpose. God does not just have you and I special just so we can be looking around. God has you and I special so that we can declare his praises, so that we can let this world that is in darkness know that he is God and besides him, there is none other. We are special so that we can declare his praises, so that we can let people know how to come out of darkness, how that they can come into the wonderful light. that God has us special for a purpose. Write this down in your notes. You are special. I am special for a purpose. <clears throat> Anytime somebody is special, there's a purpose. You, you know, one of the things we have here in the United States for you saints that are watching from other countries, businesses where you drive up and you park, they have what is known as uh, handicapped parking special parking places for those who uh, have problems walking or problems moving. They, they're special. They, they have special signs up because these are special parking places. Anytime something is special, you know, it has a different, it is, it has a different treatment. There's a reason why those handicapped parking uh, signs are up because people that may have, you know, like myself, may have had an injury or may have run into some type of health condition where they are not able to walk far distances. They put the parking spaces close to the building. They're special for a reason. You and I are special for a reason. Remember that we are special for a reason. Look at verse 10. God says, once you were not a people. Now we're talking about being this holy nation, being this holy, these this holy people, this holy. God said, once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. My prayer for you, my prayer for me. May we remember that. May we keep that in mind wherever we go, where whoever we meet, whoever we talk to, we're the people of God. You're talking to me on the street. You're talking to a man of God. You're talking to a person of God. We are the people of God. Once, look at what the Bible says, and we're about to close this message. You will not receive mercy. Before we were saved, we were objects of wrath. We were on our way to hell. But now, look at what the Bible says. You have received mercy. We thank God today for his mercy. We thank God today. There's about 10 things in these two scriptures that you and I ought to be thanking God for every day of our life. You say, Apostle, about 10 things. Why? Why do we need to thank God? One, we need to thank God. Look at verse 9. Because we are chosen people. Two, we need to thank God because we are a royal priesthood. Three, we need to thank God because we are a holy nation. Four, we ought to thank God because we his special possession. Five, we ought to thank God because we've been called to declare his praises. Six, we ought to thank God because we've been called out of darkness. Seven, we ought to thank God because we've been called into the wonderful light. 
Eight, we need to thank God because we were not a people. Nine, we need to thank God because now we are people. Ten, we need to thank God because we hadn't received mercy before when we were unsaved. Eleven, we need to thank God because now we have received mercy. Right in these two scriptures, I'm counting 11 things that we need to be thanking God for. May you and I thank God for doing so much to us, through us, and for us. May you and I thank God. May you and I give God glory, honor, and praise for making us who we are, for making us what we are, for taking us from one pathetic thing and making us into one great thing. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. And he is worthy from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. In spite of our imperfections, God said, Robert, I'm still perfect. This is why my brother and my sister, we don't preach ourselves. Some people got this thing confused. There's a difference between the man of God, in the woman of God. There's a difference between the man or the woman that they are and the God that is in them. We are men and women of God, meaning that we have some man, some woman in us, and we have God in us. The man and woman in us will sin, does sin, can sin. The God in us will not, cannot, will never sin. Men and women of God. Chosen people. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, which is God's special possession. Well, as my bishop used to say 40 years ago, that's the message. That's the message. Prayer for each of you that God has shared something that has opened your eyes a little bit more, that has increased your knowledge, your understanding, your wisdom, that we may show forth the praises of our soon coming King. May God continue to bless you, children of God. May heaven continue to smile on each of us. Those of you that want to be a blessing to the ministry, feel free to go to our church website. And any way the Lord leads you, uh, feel free. We're going to appreciate you. We're going to continue loving you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. This is Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide, signing out. This is the day. This is the day.
that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice.